open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of View, every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustard FM 89.6. Hello, dear listeners. It is Point of View program, and today in this studio is Sonia, Federica, and Sasha. Today we're going to talk about our relationships with food, in which ways our body image influences our eating habits, and how these habits affect the way our body and brain works. And first, girls, I would like to ask you, what have you had for breakfast today? I had uh, some cottage cheese and uh, coffee. And you, Federica? I think... Uh, Your traditional Italian breakfast is coffee and croissant? Yes, the Italian traditional breakfast is croissant, even if uh, a French product, and cappuccino. But uh, I am changing my habits living here, and uh, today I ate porridge, by your suggest. And today I ate um, sweet porridge, but I have to admit that uh, salty breakfast, it feels more sweet breakfast as I am used to. Actually, it's always uh, a topic for an interesting discussion uh, between us because you in Italy and also our colleagues from France and Spain, they usually eat sweet breakfast. And, and usually light breakfast. Yes, and uh, we are used to eat salty breakfast and usually we eat kind of heavy breakfast. Yes, it doesn't. I think it doesn't have to be salty. Some people add uh, some berries, for example, in cottage cheese, or eat fried eggs with sausages, which is more like British. But my favorite breakfast since uh, I don't remember when is uh, oatmeal porridge. And I have to admit, it fills you really well. And it's very typical for Russia to eat oatmeal porridge or other types of porridges. But I don't really like it. Uh, that's why I prefer eggs for breakfast. But this day was kind of exception. Federica, have you started noticing some changes in your body maybe since you started eating porridge? Yes, actually, yes. Because um, as you told uh, in more Western countries, breakfast is not the main meal. Even if we know that uh, it have to be the main meal but uh, usually when we are home we drink uh, milk and eat biscuits that don't feel at all and croissant and cappuccino when we are in a bar but uh, I have to admit that uh, I feel like full of energies since I started to eat a salty breakfast because uh, it filled me more and mm -hmm. I don't feel hungry during my morning and I was used to feel hungry during my morning when I had uh, sweetie breakfast. And uh, as I remember you said that uh, oatmeal porridge was not popular in Italy and it's becoming popular now for two years, right? Yes. Actually, we didn't know about uh, porridge, but now it's becoming uh, mainstream because of uh, the social network, because uh, porridge is uh, Instagrammable, you know. <laughs> And uh, there are a lot of influencers that uh, post these uh, photos about porridge. And now porridge is uh, spreading uh, through the Italian population, but uh, we usually eat uh, sweetie mm. with um, <laughs> fruit. Mm -hmm. And Uh, I remember you said this morning, it's a quote, now when I discovered uh, oatmeal porridge, I will eat it till the rest of my life. <laughs> Yes, I have to admit that I really like it and uh, despite of my traditions, I like more salty than sweetie. And now Sonia is very happy because uh, she likes when she gives some suggests to people and they follow. Yeah, yes, of course. I like uh, to teach people how to live. Exactly. <laughs> But I think, Sasha, it is a question for us. Why in Italy the average uh, lifespan is uh, about 82? Yes, and In Russia, 62. But that's a rhetorical question. <laughs> yes, uh, I think we don't have to answer to this question right now, yes. but maybe we should ask some officials. Yes, actually, you've already uh, touched the topic of Instagram. I think um, social media and bloggers and influencers now, they try to promote this healthy lifestyle more. And I myself, I start to involve and be more interested in the topic of healthy eating. But my relationship with the 
food were not always like this. I haven't been always aware of uh, my eating habits. But first, what about you? Actually, since I was a little child, my mom used to teach me how to eat healthy because for her it's like a lifestyle and it's very important. Moreover, when me and my brother were little children because she thought that the more healthy you eat, the better you grown up. But actually, actually, this, this is true. Yes. This is true. I have to say thanks to my mom because she make me used to eat a lot of vegetables and a lot of fruits that, for example, a lot of my friends don't eat because they aren't used to this kind of taste. Instead, I have a very various diet because of my mom and because of my habits. For me, it was uh, different because uh, in my childhood, I wasn't taught the healthy eating style. I usually had some kind of tea or coffee for breakfast with a sandwich. And, uh, you know, Russian cuisine is not the healthiest one because we put mayo in uh, salads and we like uh, to fry the food. But uh, also I spend uh, long hours. I remember these long hours in traffic jam when we went to our countryside house for weekends. And uh, I used to eat even junk food like chips or something during that long trips. But when I grew up, I changed my habits and I... I'm trying to follow the healthy lifestyle, at least in food. And let's talk about healthy lifestyles and problems with eating habits in the next part. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustar FM 89.6. We are back in the studio, continuing to talk about eating habits and our relationships with food. Sasha has already mentioned junk food, and I think it's also an interesting thing to talk about because it's not only bad for our diet, I mean for our healthy lifestyle, but also sometimes for our brains. And have you known that junk food and fast food can negatively affect the brain's synapses, which is a place where neurons connect to each other. And neurons are one of the most important things for studying and learning. Really? I, I mean, uh, really, they affect uh, the synapses? Uh, I, I'm not sure that if you eat a hamburger in McDonald's, then immediately your synapses uh, dissolve. No, but eating it regularly can affect the proper way of working. So it's actually not a good thing to eat uh, junk food uh, too well, often, right? Uh, obviously everything in moderation, but maybe with not with junk food. But how often do you eat junk food? And actually, what is junk food for you? That's a good question, because uh, sometimes uh, the idea of junk food uh, change between person and person and also between culture and culture. For example, for me, pizza is not junk food. And for you girls? I would say that... Uh, in Russia, pizza is considered to be junk food because it's something that I'm not talking about fancy Italian restaurants, of course, but uh, usually it's rather cheap. You can order it uh, for delivery or you can buy it and uh, eat it just on the go. So basically it's simple, it's full of carbs and fats and uh, it's a fast food for us. Yes, and as I told you, it depends on the culture and on the vision you have on that typical kind of food. For example, in Italy, pizza is something with uh, some ingredients that you can find in some region and... Uh, it's typical, basically, for example, if you want a pizza with buffalo mozzarella, you can find the buffalo mozzarella from Naples and the tomatoes that grew up in Sicily, for example. And for us, it's a very typical dish and we don't consider pizza junk food. But I think that, for example, if I go to some fancy Italian restaurant in Russia and uh, pay a lot of money, 
money for my pizza, I would think about this pizza as it is a very special dish, not as junk food. And maybe this perception of pizza as a junk food came from the American culture when in every film or series you see people gathering together eating some not very best quality pizza and drinking beer or something. So maybe Italian pizza and that American style pizza are different pizzas probably. I think uh, in, in the US they don't cook pizza al forno in yes. the oven. What is pizza al forno? Sorry. And how do they cook it? They bake it. They bake it in the wood oven and uh, the taste is different. Okay, I got it. I also think that we should mention that there are different kinds of carbohydrates, different kinds of carbs. For example, simple carbs you can find in fizzy drinks and bread and sugary things. They are not really healthy, while complex carbohydrates give you energy. That's why, Federica, you feel full for the whole morning because oatmeal porridge is high in complex carbohydrates. Yeah, the thing is that we can find simple carbs in things like uh, bread made of uh, fine flour or uh, chocolate. They can contain uh, that simple carbs and uh, they are called simple uh, for the fact that they easily fill our body with sugar and of course we need sugar for many processes in our body but it's better to consume this kind of carbs in the morning when you have a long day ahead to spend this kind of energy and your body doesn't spend too much energy to digest these carbs and there is uh, complex carbs this type of carbs you can find for For example, in um, vegetables or uh, brown rice, uh, the rice that was not processed. And uh, also this kind of carbs uh, fills your body with energy because first of all, your body takes energy from carbs. But in case of complex carbs, your body has to spend energy to digest them. And due to that... Yes, there is a sort of balance between the carbs that you eat and the energy that your body needs to digest them. Yes, and also For example, when you eat simple carbs, you feel energy, but for a short period of time. And when you eat complex carbs, the energy will last longer. For example, if you eat chocolate in the morning or some sweet breakfast, if you eat croissant and uh, coffee, you feel hungry very soon. Very soon. Yes, but you started eating oatmeal porridge, which is complex carbs. And that's why you feel hungry later, much later, right? Very Very much later. That's not a popular belief. But uh, as you can see, there is science between your new eating habit. And actually, I know also a connection between the mood and the food you eat. But I won't tell you about uh, this topic after this musical break. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustard FM 89.6. Dear listeners, we are back in the studio talking about food and the ways it affects our mood. And Federica wanted to tell us something about it. Please, Federica. Yes, actually, because uh, recently I read an article about the, the connection that there is between mood and food. And there is a research that comes from the US. The researcher is uh, Linda Begdach, who is an assistant professor in health and wellness studies in Binghamton. In New York, she analyzed the, the eating habits of uh, some people of uh, different ages, basically found that young people under 30 eating fast food at least three times a week had higher scores of mentally stressed tests. The food that are consuming in this area are rich in saturated trans and omega-6 fatty acids. And it has been shown that uh, these substances cause a low-grade inflammatory response in the body. Body, to which states of anxiety and depression are often linked. It's not over. Those who consume a meat less than three times a week have shown even more serious problem because uh, 
This probably depends on the fact that meat contains tryptophan, and this substance is in fact linked to the production of serotonin, known for the sensation of well-being that triggers in our brain. So, if I can ask you a question, basically that means that vegetarians they are not. very happy or of course the article said that the depression is not caused by food but the food has an impact on your feelings and on your mood because it contains basically vitamins that make your body produce other substances for example serotonin or for example yes meat contains tryptophan that is responsible to produce serotonin that is responsible for happiness so the more you eat of course always in moderation the more your body can produce but i know also some vegetarians they take capsules like vitamins they don't have to eat meat yes maybe they are not vegetarian but vegan because um, vegan avoid every food that comes from animal fats so they need some pills to keep the balance with the vitamins they don't have in mm. their body because they don't eat some food that contains that kind of vitamins it is kind of artificial way to eat i think because people eat meat but it's their decision to stop eating meat yes actually i have an, an opinion about uh, this kind of eating as you told artificial eating because i think that uh, the um, the outset is the same of uh, being diet i mean you can not eat at all and take that uh, powder you can put mm -hmm. uh, on the water mm -hmm. in order to lose weight but it's not the same because i think it's not the good way to introduce these vitamins and these uh, substances in your body uh, yeah actually diets are in general i mean diets are not the best way to treat your body what do you think it depends on the diet and also depends on what do you mean i mean uh, the diet when you deprive yourself of some products okay not so, only junk food yes so i totally agree with this because i think that some pleasures help you to feel better sometimes of course with moderation with balance and also i think that well you told us that food influences your brain and your and the ability of your brain to produce serotonin uh, which is responsible for our happiness and well-being but if we take a look at the situation not from the point of view of science but from point of view of person to drink this kind of protein drink made of powder mm -hmm. is not enjoyable and uh, when you see the dish full of tasty and healthy food you really enjoy the process and uh, the taste also and the way it looks so eating is enjoyable The thing is that probably we should eat better products and uh, healthier food. Yes, I totally agree. And uh, actually in Italy we have a kind of, of proverb that uh, is in English it sounds like uh, also the eyes ask for his part. You have to look at the dish and uh, it has to inspire you. It has to invite you to eat what there is in the mm -hmm. dish. But also you maybe should listen to your brain sometimes or stomach when you're already full even if eyes still see something you don't have to finish everything just in one time yes actually this is one of my problems because i could eat uh, for the rest of my life uh, basically <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? I read uh, a kind of joke on the internet today. Do you know Georgia country? They have very, very, very good cuisine, really tasty. And people in Georgia, they're really proud of their products and cuisine and they like eating. And I read a joke that that's true, I think. There is a word in Georgian language. The word is shemo mejamo, which means I ate it all unintentionally. I'm sorry, I think in Georgia they have some similarities with Italian because they also enjoy their food. They have a lot of dishes and also wine. And also good products, really good products. Yes. Yes, and I think that uh, if you are Italian, as an Italian, you can't... Uh, deprive yourself of food <laughs> and let's talk about food deprivation in the next part after the musical break
open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustard FM 89.6. We are back in the studio talking about food and now I would like to talk with you about uh, food deprivation because actually it is something really connected to diet. Some people and especially women when trying to lose some weight they deprive themselves of many many foods. Like for example today I got this advertisement on my Instagram 28 day challenge and they suggest me not to eat Burgers, chips, ice cream, fast food, chocolate, white bread, soda, cakes, donuts, cookies or candy. It is good actually, but sometimes people start to deprive themselves of very important nutritional products. And I would like to ask you, have you ever tried to deprive yourself of something? Yes, a lot of times actually. Yes, and uh, not just a lot of times, but also for a long time. Yes, and me too. Also because I used to practice full contact and in order to have a, the right weight to make mm -hmm. this sport I used to lose weight to be faster to be lighter mm -hmm. what things did you get rid of uh, basically everything because uh, I used to eat in the morning four whole meal rusks with jam and a tea Then a fruit, for lunch uh, 80 grams of rice, then another fruit and uh, for dinner fish and boiled vegetables or chicken and boiled vegetables. Uh, what kind of fish did you eat? Cold fish. Yes, that's good that you ate fish, but this kind of fish is not really rich and high in omega-3 fatty acid. Recently I've discovered, not, not it wasn't me who discovered that, but some researchers, they found out that the deprivation, the long deprivation of omega-3 fatty acid during dieting may negatively, adversely affect the way your memory works. Yes, I know because I read uh, the same thing about uh, omega-3 because, uh, you know, I forget everything and I wanted to improve my brain. <laughs> to train my brain or help my brain somehow. Maybe it uh, will be helpful for you to know that getting omega-3 phase acids from food rather than from capsule supplements can be more beneficial. So if you plan to buy some capsules in the pharmacy, don't hurry because maybe you should buy just some red fish. But the thing is that here, I mean, in Niretaza, a huge problem for me to find fish because, first of all, the fish here is frozen. Yes, it's not fresh. You don't find fresh fish. Yes, yeah. and also it's very difficult to find red fish, that uh, salmon fish. And I really like it and I really miss it. But yeah, when you come back to Russia, just don't forget to enrich your everyday diet with um, fish because this research also supports the hypothesis that health can be passed down through generations. So, wow. Yes. If you eat a lot of fish, then your grandchildren will have less risk to have uh, problems with learning, mental health, which is really important, and in general with uh, learning abilities. And also with That's the good. And also with the health, I think. Yes, I think that there is some kind of Mediterranean dieting, but not diet when you restrict something, but the way of eating. It's full of fish and vegetables, and I think it's one of the way of eating that influences the lifespan. And people in Italy and in Greece who are next to Mediterranean Sea, they live longer than people who, who don't have this kind of uh, benefit. I think that uh, in Italy we are very, very lucky because uh, it's a peninsula, it has uh, sea, it has also mountains, it has hills and flatland. So basically you can find a lot of products, uh, different products, and our diet is very, very, very various. You don't have to eat uh, always the same things, so you don't risk to have a uh, something that your body miss mm -hmm. 
And also you will not get bored of the food you eat because sometimes when I try to follow the that kind of low-carb dieting, I try to cook different things, but basically it's always the same products. And yes. from a point it begins to be boring and you want something else. Yes, I can understand because I have the same problem. And in Italy, there are so many types of vegetables, for example, and uh, I'm pretty sure you will never get bored with uh, this kind of yes. assortment. And when you get bored, you go to McDonald's, buy lunch or maybe langosh. But now we will listen to some music. Please don't get bored. We will continue discussing this very interesting topic in the next part. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustar FM 89.6. We are back in the studio and in the previous part we talked about food deprivation and wide range of food choices that you can find in Italy. And having such a wide range of choices, you kind of have a risk to go into binge eating. But there are some methods and techniques that can help you to develop proper eating habits that will help uh, you to maintain not only good health but also good mood. And I'm talking about intuitive eating, which is quite a recently emerged way of perceiving our eating strategy. Well, basically, the name explains the idea pretty well. First, you have to listen to your mind. But there are some principles of intuitive eating, and I think we could share them and discuss now. I'll get a question because this is the first time I hear about this kind of thing. For example... Several days ago, I was sick after a, a long trip to Slovakia. And uh, suddenly, I could really feel it. My body asked me for some sugars. So I went to the shop and I bought three, four different types of chocolates. And I ate them all. And I didn't feel guilty, actually, because I had that feeling that my body wants it. Is it that type of intuitive eating? Mm, I'm not so sure because still maybe you surrendered to emotional hunger which is a not a physiological hunger maybe you wanted to you know reward yourself for this mm, maybe, days maybe i was feeling so sorry for myself that yes, i needed to to you know to, to to take care of myself and to show myself that i love myself <laughs> too many myself in this <laughs> sentence but sorry <laughs> oh well the the main idea of intuitive eating is to respect your physical hunger and to feel the physical hunger and try to avoid emotional hunger so try to understand when you just want something because you crave i don't know some chocolate and try to understand when your body really needs something yes and actually What happened to you, I think that uh, is uh, exactly the opposite. Uh, maybe because uh, you deprived yourself of uh, chocolate and carbs uh, for a mm -hmm. long, long time. And now your body uh, was like really needed the substances. But our bodies, they do not need chocolate to survive. That's just our belief that the chocolate can fulfill the emptiness of boredom, of sadness. I think that what uh, Federica means is that it's not about chocolate, but carbs, because yes. I follow very yes. strict way of But these are simple eating. carbs anyway. Yes, but I do not consume any carbs except for vegetables. So I eat not enough carbs. And maybe I it see. was a cry of my body to return the balance of nutrition. I don't know. Did I understand you right? Yes, you understood the, what I meant, mm. because sometimes when we deprive our body, even if it's a guilty pleasure, what are we eating? It's something to say, as you told, body, I love you and mm. I want yes. to give you this one. But if you deprive your body of these substances for a long, long time, maybe you feel too much the missing, no? Mm. And then you fall in 
in binge eating. Mm. And I also know that I don't know what uh, is it a thing like this around the world, but for example, in Russia, models who follow very strict uh, eating habits, they often practice so-called cheat meal. So they yes. uh, pick one day during the week when they can eat what they want, just not to be too strict while you're on a diet. But again, it's another age, you know, when you deprive yourself and then you dive into this sea of chocolate, fizzy drinks and, I don't know, burgers. Yes, it's a cheat meal. You cheat yourself, but you try to cheat your diet, but it doesn't make any good things to your body. Because in your mindset, there is an idea that diet is something bad. Because in your mindset, there is an idea that this is a bad food. And then anyway, you turn into this loop of guilt feeling guilty for the food that you digested because you lost all your achievements that you gained before on this diet. So actually everything in moderation. But I think they do it. They do this cheat meal thing in order not to dive into the sea of chocolate. I mean, to eat one chocolate once uh, a week, mm. it's not bad. Or maybe mm. uh, eat a small piece of uh, dark chocolate no, in the morning. No, you see, maybe dark, dark chocolate, but our body doesn't need chocolate at all. That's the thing. That we don't need chocolate. But if I like the taste and I really want chocolate, <laughs> not my body, but yes. me. Uh, actually, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you don't eat chocolate for three, five days, then you don't want to eat it. because it Tell me. <laughs> actually, I'm avoiding chocolate. I don't eat at all. And uh, two days ago, I was dreaming about chocolate. <laughs> Sometimes you just need it for some reason. Your brain or, I don't know, you imagine the taste. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think that you can feel the taste on, on your brain and then you absolutely want chocolate to feel that emptiness that you <laughs> feel. Yes, I was ready to go to shop to buy chocolate at 1 a.m. And this thing is not what happens to me often. It was just, I, I, I don't know, out of nowhere. Yeah, but it was uh, your emotional hunger. Yes, probably. But not physical one. I'm still very interested in the principles of intuitive eating because I want to understand what is it. Maybe we can discuss it in the next part. Yeah, sure. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustard FM 89.6. Here back in the studio, uh, we were talking about topic uh, that uh, is not so much discussed. It's uh, intuitive food that, as Sonia told, uh, it's well, about uh, trust your body, about your body wisdom to make choices around food that feel good in your body and to follow your hunger. The physical one. The physical one, yes, not the emotional one, but because we know that sometimes emotions makes us... Uh, follow bad choices uh, also about food but uh, this kind of diet that is not a diet is just a way to think and way to feed yourself has uh, some principles that you must follow in order to feel your body the first one is uh, reject the diet mentality Despite of what you think, uh, it's not a diet. Uh, as we told, it's uh, like a way to fill our body. And so throughout the diet books and magazine articles uh, that offer you the way and false hopes of uh, losing weight quickly, easily, permanently, not follow this kind of rules because it's not the principle. And actually, usually when you read this diet, they are very dictator like they tell you eat this do not eat this and this inner dictator settles down in your head telling you how to live feel yes. making you feel guilty yes and actually as you told when you eat something that uh, is forbidden for your diet you feel guilty in the deep and uh, you you feel like uh, you have to do something to balance uh, that yes as if you have to gain a chance to treat your body well i don't know yes exactly the second principle is uh, 
honor your hunger. That means that you have to keep your body biologically fed. You have to take adequate energy and carbohydrates. Otherwise, you can easily fall in bringe eat. Yes, you can trigger this primal drive to overeat. Actually, this is about what we've been talking about in uh, the previous part that you have to honor your physical uh, hunger but not emotional one when you crave something you know like you will badly want this burger uh, but listen to your body uh, maybe you just need some complex carbohydrates right maybe you need some vegetables maybe you need some fat even fat but that is contained in fish or meat but not this easily accessible sorry Sasha chocolate maybe not easily if it's 1 p.m. 1 a.m. <laughs> But yes, you have to put yeah. some energy to yes. to access to yes. chocolates. You know, so it's it's an emotion emotional hunger. Okay, I got it. But actually, I want to ask you something. Do you think that uh, it's wrong to eat sometimes chocolate or other food that you consider guilty pleasure? Well, you you know, once you think of something as wrong, then Well, you cannot avoid it the whole life, maybe, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to avoid chocolate for my whole life. So if I put this into my mind that this is wrong, then I feel guilty when I eat it. So basically, there is no wrong or right food in general. There's just our perception. So everything in moderation. But yes, that's a, that's a very good phrase. We continue repeat and repeat it, but everything is in moderation. And I think that, for example, I told you I follow that kind of strict rules. And uh, sometimes when I let myself eat something I want, like hamburger or chocolate, I don't feel guilt afterwards. That's good, but because you're an adult person now. Like maybe some years ago you would yes, feel guilt. That's yes, that's right, yes. So, it's, so um, I just changed The way I think about it. Right. Personally, I do not think that eating chocolate is wrong. But I know that sugar that is contained in chocolate is junk. I mean, it does nothing good for your health, for your body. Yes, I get what you mean. Because uh, I thought that you were a sort of against guilty pleasure. Maybe uh, sometimes I am too strict and I sometimes too strict to myself and... I can talk about this topic now because sometimes I also fall into this this loop of, you know, of guilt. Yes. And actually this discussion is connected to the next principle of intuitive eating. Make peace with food. And let's discuss this one after the musical break. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustar FM 89.6. We are back in the studio. We've stopped when we started talking about another principle of intuitive eating, which sounds like make peace with food. Actually, if you are interested in intuitive eating, you can visit their site intuitiveeating.org where you can find all the information and other resources that can be helpful on your way to better understanding of your hunger and your body. So how they themselves explain this principle make peace with food. Stop the food fight. Give yourself unconditional permission to eat. If you tell yourself that you can't or shouldn't have a particular food, it can lead to intense feelings of deprivation that build into uncontrollable cravings and often binge eating. That's what we've been talking about. When you finally give in to your forbidden food, eating will be experienced with such intensity it usually results in last supper overeating and overwhelming guilt, which I think is about this cheat meal thing. Still, I have uh, another point of view on this cheat meal thing, because maybe if you let yourself sometimes to eat something you really want because of the taste and the pleasure it gives you, that guilty pleasure, you can keep on dieting and you don't fall into that binge eating. So you just relieve the stress. Yes, but actually it could be better if you introduce a little bit of that guilty pleasure on your daily routine. 
on your daily diet, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because uh, instead, you wait for that particular day of the week for that guilty pleasure, and then you risk more to fall in binge eating, I think. Mm. Because for me, it was like this. When I was on diet because of uh, full contact uh, mm -hmm. and stuff, I used to wait uh, that particular day of the week that was Saturday night. And then I usually fault in binge eating. Mm. So maybe a small bar of chocolate in the morning makes a better job than one day during a week. Yes, I think that is better. I don't know. What do you think, Sonia? Yes, I agree. Because actually when you put so much pressure on your body to make it digest a whole bunch of sugar and fats and simple carbs in one day, it doesn't feel good and it doesn't respond you well. Yes, exactly. Exactly what I mean. I think I will start practicing this small guilty pleasure per day from tomorrow. Yes, I think it's better for you. You are too more restrictive with <laughs> yourself. Yes, but the main thing is to remember that you have a permission to eat unconditionally. So the next principle is challenge the food police. This screaming voice in your head that tells you that you are good to eat minimal calories or that you are too bad to eat a bar of chocolate. Obviously, self-punishment is not good for your body, for your brain in any case. So if you have already eaten a bar of chocolate, just forget it, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing, actually. I mean, uh, for me, it's okay. If I let myself, then I just forget about it. <laughs> the thing is that yeah, I don't really have this binge eating thing, except for one episode I told you about. But all in all, if I decide to eat it, that's for me. I'm the owner of my life, you know. <laughs> yes, and also of your body. Yes. And actually not of your feelings, I mean. You can try to avoid your cravings, but sometimes uh, you can <laughs> permit yourself to eat something unusual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are there any more principles of intuitive eating? You want to follow the intuitive uh, food? I think I'm following it, but I need to learn some more principles just to be sure that I'm following the yes, right path. Yes, and to have this like structure and mindset in your head. Mm -hmm. And some good ideas also. Yes. Okay. The fifth principle is uh, respect your fullness. Listen to your body signals that uh, tell you that you are not longer hungry. Observe the signs that show that you are comfortably full and actually this is one thing that you usually do you don't eat uh, after you feel full mm -hmm. so i think that actually you are good in this uh, kind <laughs> of uh, thinking about food mm. yes you intuitively came to intuitive eating yes i didn't <laughs> know about this way of eating but looks like i'm following it <laughs> you know why i've heard they also say that all the children are intuitive eaters Oh, really? So we all, at some point of our life, we all were like this. Remember, when you're a child, you know when to stop. <laughs> Short story. When I was a child, I really loved chocolate and all the sweet stuff. And it was even harder for me because my mom back then, she was a big boss. And her clients always wanted to give her some presents. Many times she received some sweets and chocolates for holidays and just with no reason. And once she brought home a huge pyramid, of Ferrero Rocher and I ate them all at the same time I really liked the taste of Ferrero Rocher but now I cannot eat a thing of it I was, I don't know, six years old maybe but since that age I don't eat Ferrero Rocher though I think about it as a very tasty thing but I cannot eat it Oh, uh, that's too bad for you. I remember when I first tried Ferrero Rocher, I was trying to extend this feeling. I loved Ferrero Rocher and I would eat one candy for a very long time. <laughs> I don't know, for 10 minutes. <laughs> yes, and actually I really love Ferrero Rocher too. And also because it reminds me of Christmas and all the guilty pleasure that I can eat during Christmas. Oh yeah. <laughs> But I want to continue on reading the principles in the next part. 
please stay tuned. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustar FM 89.6. Here we are again, and uh, Federica, you said that you are going to tell us some more facts about this intuitive eating. Yes, now the sixth point of uh, the intuitive eating that says uh, discover the satisfaction factor. This point says that, uh, for example, the Japanese have the wisdom to promote pleasure as one of their goals of healthy living. In the fury of to be teen and healthy, we often overlook one of the most basic gifts of uh, existence, the pleasure and satisfaction that can be found in eating experience. And actually, this is connected with uh, what we were saying about uh, dieting and uh, that powder that you can put on the water mm -hmm. uh, instead of eating a meal, mm -hmm. a real meal. For example, like a vegan that uh, used to take pills for introducing their body vitamins and substances that they can't take by food because they don't eat meat uh, at all. Mm -hmm. So basically, you should enjoy meal you have. Yes, and not to hurry. I think sometimes we hurry too much and we eat and then we understand, oops, I'm so full, I cannot stand up. Yes. Also, the environment in which you eat. You should never eat in front of TV or computer now because you should pay attention to your food. It's proven that if you eat watching some TV program, you start to feel full later. Mm -hmm. Probably we should change uh, the way we have lunch in the office in this case. Case. Yes, maybe we have to rethink about our habits uh, to feed ourselves. <laughs> maybe we should uh, take our time to eat. Yes. Yes. But actually, this topic is also connected about an Italian movement. I don't know if you know what is slow food. Oh, yes. Do you know? It's the opposite thing to fast food. So it's kind of culture. <laughs> what an observation. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you know. <laughs> it's true. The opposite. Everything what is genius is very simple. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of culture of eating when you consume the food slowly and in a special atmosphere, maybe restaurant or at home. And you don't take your food to your room to eat it uh, as fast as possible. So it's not just about eating, but also about the way you eat, about the culture, right? Right. And actually, it was born uh, near Turin. Oh. Yes, in a little town that's called Bra. Actually, also to promote the healthy food and the food of the region of Italy. But uh, now it's spreading all over the world, this kind of uh, way to feed yourself with uh, slow food. And it's uh, so like an experience because you eat uh, that typical vegetable or that typical product uh, that comes from that typical region and so on. So you can experience the food like uh, you are in that place where the food come from. Mm. So, for example, if I go to some Italian restaurant in Moscow and they tell me that we have products from the special region from the north of Italy, for example, this is kind of experience, right? Yes, like this. For example, if you know Italy. Italy? Italy. Ah, Italy, like eat to eat? Yes, Ah, Italy. yes, we have one in Moscow. That chain observe the slow food principles. Mm, I've um, never been there. Uh, it's very expensive, actually. Mm -hmm. But uh, you can find uh, some products that are typical uh, and uh, you can experience the food as we told uh, before. And actually, I think that if you think about this kind of concept to experience the food and if you think that it took a lot of energy from people to grow this special food, to transport them, to cook that special dishes out of this food, you really don't want to eat it fast. You want yes. to enjoy it. And actually, you caught the point because uh, this is one of the aim of uh, Slow Food, to promote the real work and uh, it's uh, like an opposition 
one of uh, the big multinationals that uh, make uh, food uh, with products that are not healthy and uh, that are OGM. Mm. And I also think that it leads us to smart consuming, not just consuming everything, but choose and pick the right things. So Exactly. The next principle of intuitive eating is honor your feelings without using food. I think we should talk about it after the break. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustar FM 89.6. Welcome back to the studio and now we're going to talk about the another principle of intuitive eating. Find ways to comfort, nurture, distract and resolve your issues without using food. We've already talked about this. When people try to use food as a resource to solve some deeper issues. Some emotional problems. Right? Yes, right. That actually is this kind of emotional hunger, I think. Because actually with just food, you cannot feel the emptiness, the sadness of your heart. Of, your heart. <laughs> of course, you may feel the short-term effect. I ate a package of chips, I don't know, and then I feel a short-term effect that I'm kind of a little bit more happy, a little bit less sad. But it's uh, just for a very short time because, well, for example, then you start to feel guilty. You feel this and you feel even worse than before. No? Well, I cannot answer you because I'm following intuitive eating principles as I discovered <laughs> during this program. They tell that if you try to cope with your feelings using food, then you cannot solve the problem. And after eating something, you get in the loop of guilt. Yes, I understand it. But the thing is that uh, I usually don't use food to deal with my feelings. The only food I'm kind of addicted to is cheese. I eat cheese uh, in day-to-day -day life. It gives me some good emotions, but I'm okay with cheese. I let myself eat cheese, so no problem. Yes, but uh, many people in the world actually suffer from this binge eating, which is a result of some psychological issues. Yes, They, of course. Yes. I think that uh, it's uh, very correlated with what we talked uh, in the previous part when we talked about the correlation between junk food and the emotions, the feelings, the mood of people that actually has some correlation. Yes, and also, if, uh, am I right that uh, it could lead people to some serious problems as Obesity. psychological problems? But in this case, these people really need help from doctor. You cannot follow this principle uh, if you already in this situation. Like, for example, when you are tired, you want to cheer yourself up with some food, with some chocolate. But it, it's the same thing uh, with alcohol, for example, but wor worse, maybe. Yes, just it's not intuitive drinking, so. I think I can agree with this principle that there is no food that will cheer you up, that will help you to solve the problems on your work, uh, solve the problems of uh, in your relationship. So there is no point in using, I don't know, McDonald's as a place to find the solution for your problems. Yes, of course, it's uh, only an instant uh, pleasure, but uh, it doesn't help you in the real life. Yes, it doesn't have long-term effects. We only grab some pizza together to feel better in that moment, but uh, then you have to deal with your problems. That's yes, anyway. The eighth point of uh, this intuitive eating says that uh, you have to respect your body you have to accept your genetic blueprint as a person with uh, a shoe size of hate would not respect to realistically squeeze into a size six it is equally as futile and uncomfortable to have the same expectation with uh, body size so that means that uh, Basically, that you have to deal with uh, your weight, your body shape and your bones. Yes. A lot of features that are part of you 
And of course, uh, as we told in another program, the body shape is influenced uh, by the society, but uh, actually you have to accept yourself uh, the way you are and you have not to deprivate yourself of food in order to reach uh, some result that uh, maybe you won't reach because your body shape is like this. And also I want to say that, uh, yes, uh, as you told that uh, society influences uh, our perception of body shape a lot, but people are different and they like different things. So, for example, you could be a perfect match for someone else. You should accept your nature. There are person who will like you for who you are and who will also like the way you look. Yes, and actually you are not the only one that looks like this and maybe you just have to find uh, other people like you and you will be accepted uh, by that group of people, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. that, has, that are not models, I mean. Yeah, and uh, actually we are different and uh, it's very good that we are different. Diversity rules. Thank you, Sasha, because you are very cute with uh, this thought. But uh, I want to finish uh, with uh, the principle in the next part. Thank you and stay tuned. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustar FM 89.6. Welcome back to the studio. Now we're going to tell you about the last couple of principles of intuitive eating. First of them is closely connected to the previous one, respect your body, exercise, feel the difference. And yes, actually, when I started to go to the gym in September, I started to perceive my body in different way, although I didn't really like it and still I have some issues, but whatever. I started to feel that I was in a better mood every day since I started to exercise. And I think, Federica, as you have a huge experience in this, you can agree with me. Yes, of course, because the effort you make during practice in sport then are repaid with the feelings you have after the training because you feel like empty and light because of endorphins. But I also think that, I don't know, I cannot say in general, but for me personally, it's very important to do the kind of sports I like, if you know what I mean. For example, I like squash. And uh, it's uh, very intensive training, actually, but also it's enjoyable, the process itself. Yes, I can't imagine for me practice uh, some sports or some activities uh, that I don't really like because it became uh, like a torture. Probably it could be intuitive sports. Just find your own way of exercising. You don't have to torture yourself. That's correct. Maybe just to give your body some activity that we sometimes lack uh, sitting in the office the whole day. The another and the last principle, obviously, honor your health. Yes, if you think about it, it's really wise. Sometimes diets and food deprivation, as we've talked about this in the program, they make us forget about our health. We care only about the form, only about the shape of our body, not about what's inside, not about our brain. But this is the most important thing. Yes, I totally agree with uh, this concept and uh, this is the reason why I think that uh, Mediterranean diet mm -hmm. is the best one because you have a lot of products that your body and your health need. Yes, mm -hmm. you in Italy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I also agree with this point. Well, we discussed a lot about uh, junk food or guilty pleasures that it gives us some kind of pleasure, but for a short period of time. I want to share with you my experience and my point of view, because when I eat something healthy, for example, when I eat some very good and tasty salad made out of fresh vegetables with olive oil, something healthy, I enjoy not only the taste of uh, this dish but also i have that sub feeling i would say that it is healthy and it's good for my body and this thought brings me even more good emotions because i have that feeling that i take care of my body i love my body i start feeling this kind of love yourself you know and respect yourself yes i think that works exactly the opposite i mean when you eat some junk food you feel guilty mm -hmm. instead when you eat something very healthy mm -hmm. you feel like uh, very satisfied of yourself and 
How do you take care of your body? Yes, exactly, yes. And uh, it's obvious, but just to mention, because we talked a lot about junk food again and guilty pleasures and how it's tasty. Healthy is tasty too. Yes, of course. And even tastier. Even if uh, sometimes we have a different point of view about healthy food. Yeah. For example, for me, sour cream is not healthy. Instead, for you, is it? It is actually healthy because there are some uh, bacteria that is good for your intestine. But unfortunately, we don't have uh, enough time for this topic in this program. I think that the main thought of this program that I learned that everything is good in moderation. Right. Don't feel guilty because it never helps. Not only with food. Yes. Listen to your body and to your heart. And to Mushtar FM. And to Mushtar FM. Thank you, Sasha. <laughs> Thank you, girls. It was really interesting to talk to you and I hope we're going to talk about this during our lunch. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. The day for point of view is always the same. Every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mushtar FM 89.6.